The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Hey there, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Chloe, what is the, um, what's the idea behind Stand Beautiful? The idea behind Stand Beautiful is self-acceptance, love, and anti-bullying. I wrote the book based off of my story, being born with a severely deformed foot, loving myself until at age 14, being assaulted on my Christian high school campus because of it. And it's kind of my journey through that. Wait, okay, wow, that's just bizarre. So you have this this thing you're dealing with. You have this handicap you're dealing with. And then at 14, you're in school and you're assaulted? Yes. And because of the handicap? Yeah, uh, without my consent, my deformed foot was exposed to a group of my peers. I was restrained and the police were called. It was very dramatic. Oh, my gosh. So in an act of bullying, people were like mocking you and let's show your foot type of thing. Yeah, it was really hard for the first time in my life. I in that moment saw my foot as something negative, something worthy of being ashamed of. I mean, I hate to um, to dwell on it, make you relive that. But what was that scenario like? Can you can you explain how that played out? Yeah, it was at lunch one day at this school that I was attending, and I was called over to a lunch table that was next to mine, and they told me to take off my shoe and sock, and I said no multiple times. And so without my consent, one of the perpetrators came behind me and held my arms to my sides, wrapped their arms around me, and lifted me up, which allowed the other perpetrator to forcefully without my consent, remove my sock and shoe and hold it up for everyone else to see. That had to be terribly embarrassing, especially at 14. Yeah, it was it was awful. I've never experienced anything like it. So I imagine there were uh, probably many things going on. First of all, the uh, revolt. How dare you? How dare you do anything without my consent? Right. I mean, there's got to be that. And then there's got to be. Um, what an embarrassment factor where you feel like you're being mocked and made fun of, right? Mm -hmm. In that moment, I felt used in a way I had never felt before. And I was new to this school. Others had been going there since middle school. And so I didn't want to be the new girl that like caused a scene at lunch. And so I didn't, other than saying no, like I didn't scream or fight back. Like, how do you what yeah, do you do when you do. feel like yeah, you're yeah. being used in a way? You Especially know? at 14. I mean, everybody's so awkward and uncomfortable. It doesn't matter. You know, you seemingly have a great life or whatever. You're captain of the football team or whatever it is. Everybody is so awkward and uncomfortable. And you just you don't want anything to, you know, draw attention that in, in a negative way to you. What was their reaction after this? I'm sure they were yucking it up at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had their little proud moment, and then I was so embarrassed, I hurried to put my shoe and sock back on and kind of got out of there. But the police were called the next day um, and read these perpetrators their Miranda rights, and that kind of led to this whole complicated two-year journey through the juvenile court system. So how old are you now? I am now 18. I just graduated high school. Okay, and that's the reason I was wondering. I was like, I can't believe that they actually came in and and said that was assault um, because 20 years ago it wouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. 
but four yeah. years ago it was was out there. Obviously, bullying is absolutely wrong. This, um, uh, you know, uh, sticks and stones and the, you know, names calling or whatever and that whole issue, um, I take some exception with. There's a little bit of tough love, but this was assault. That's what this mm-hmm. was. Um, yeah. So what happened with the juvenile court system? Did you have uh, to go and testify? I did, yeah. So it went to court, and after about a year and a half of the perpetrators refusing to plead guilty, even though it was caught on security camera, um, it went to trial, and I did have to testify on the stand. And the perpetrators were initially tried for a felony hate crime and ultimately sentenced with a misdemeanor battery. All right, I, I'm not a fan of the hate crime charges, but this is just assault. They shouldn't have touched you, and I'll absolutely give you that. I do think the misdemeanor thing seems a little bit light. Um, mm-hmm. But, okay, what were, uh, uh, what were their reactions? Was there any um, uh, remorse? You know, it was the judge gave the perpetrators the consequence that she did because she felt like there was no remorse. Mm. Um, we were 14 at this time and not that our young age belittled anything that went down, but I do believe that, you know, looking back after I have already forgiven them, I don't think that they would have done what they did if they would have known the severity of their actions. And that's part of the same beautiful message, actually rethinking labels, rethinking you know, whether it's the people that are bullied or the people that are being the bullies, um, that we as humans are not stuck with society's labels of us, that we have the power to determine what our labels are and we can choose to stand beautiful, to embrace the imperfect perfection of each of us. So afterwards at school or during this process, what was the reaction? Did anybody go, hey, Chloe, wow. You know, we're we're with you. That was crazy. That's nutty. Uh, were the any of the kids involved were like, "Hey, Chloe, that was I shouldn't have done that." Or what, what, how were you perceived? Were you ostracized? Were you popular? Um, I was not. I felt incredibly alone and isolated after what I went through um, at the school. And people, it seemed like everyone else kind of just continued living their own separate lives and. I was marked with this before and after, and I felt different, and no one else kind of made that journey with me, and so it was really hard um, continuing to go to that school. Well, Um, the the thing is that I find so frustrating about this is knowing it was a Christian school. mm -hmm. I mean, it's never right, but you would think if there's anybody or any place where you would get the extra understanding and people trying to do the right thing and extra guidance uh, is a Christian school, right? Yeah, and that was a very hard awakening at 14, realizing that the people that you want to be good sometimes aren't necessarily, you know. I personally believe that humans are inherently good, but that doesn't mean that we are immune to the brokenness of this world. And that's another part of the stand beautiful message, trying to find beauty through brokenness, realizing that we as people are all so incredibly broken, but we are broken together and we as people have the power to be resilient. Did you have an opportunity to see Chris Pratt's speech at the MTV Awards recently? Did you see that? I did not. No. Okay, you're going to need to see this, Chloe, because you're you're, <laughs> you're dancing right on the edge of some of the things that he was touching on. In one part, he said, um, uh, 
anybody who tells you you're perfect, your mom and dad, anybody, oh, you're perfect, and I'm paraphrasing, you are not perfect. You absolutely are not, and you won't be. None of us are. But that's a good thing. And he explains it, and you're talking about broken. You're right. I believe people are inherently good. Um, I think we have the capacity for good or bad. My faith teaches me that as well. Um, And I think people want to do good. And one of the problems when we're so divided now is believing that people um, that are different than us, even if it's political views, are basing their actions on malice instead of saying, hey, they're just wrong about some things or they're upset about some things or whatever. But too often we say that person just wants to do bad. I don't think that. Mm -hmm. I think as humans, we are scared of the things that are different from us. We tend to flock towards what is familiar. And so um, that is troubling in a society, especially like this, where differences are abundant. And part, I have two books, the young adult teen book, which is more about my story um, and how I came to start my international movement, Stand Beautiful. And then I have a children's picture book, which is really about acknowledging and accepting the differences in ourselves and also in others. And I believe this message is so important, especially in fostering a new generation of people who are really more equipped to see and recognize and love on the differences in each other. I think you're it starts with um, uh, some, uh, uh, some personal confidence. When you have the confidence in yourself, and some people gather confidence or gain confidence over, um, over a lifetime or with age. Some people like you um, experience certain things and it, it helps build your confidence. Some people are naturally more confident. But when you're confident in, in who you are, when you be comfortable in your own skin, you start, um, you start allowing people to like even joke about you. You start allowing people, you're not as sensitive to stuff. And I think what that does, it helps people have conversations and break down some of those walls. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I think that, um, you know, I, I am an international inspirational speaker and in my Ted talk that I gave at age 16, I said that, you know, we are all broken, but what unites us is our journey through brokenness, that we can all be resilient and we can all travel through this brokenness. And so what you were saying about confidence, you know, when we are confident, sometimes we do allow things to be said that we wouldn't otherwise about us. But I don't think that that um, kind of undoes the insecurity that lies in each of us. And so when we are able to recognize that insecurity and acknowledge it in ourselves and others and we are more equipped to love on each other do you um, and that confidence becomes genuine do you think you're uh fairly confident now how how insecure are you about your foot uh, as you just go through your life and i mean is is that always on your mind are you just like hey i'm here i'm chloe i'm good life's good <laughs> um i mean i don't think that anyone is immune to insecurity Uh, I am an 18-year-old girl, and (laughs) one of the trials that face my age group is comparison. And I don't know who said it, but I heard someone say once that comparison is the thief of joy. And so that's what I'm really working on right now. But I did recently get the word beautiful tattooed over my deformed foot. And so now when I wake up, 
and look down at my deformed foot, the foot that doesn't have toenails, the foot that's covered in scars, you know, all I see is beauty. And this idea, this word beautiful has started to, um, started to kind of mesh with my deformed foot. And so, I mean, I'm, I feel good about my foot. It's just, working on the rest of it. Well, and I think counting our blessings and uh, that that helps lead to grace and us being more gracious when you say, "Wow, um I'm okay." And that that goes into that confidence thing too. This is something um that I've focused a lot on recently is where we say start saying, "Um I'm I'm thankful for all these little things." And when you really pay attention to them, and that that goes along with your beauty, when you see beauty, when you recognize it and you recognize the good, all that other stuff just kind of fades away. But I'm, I'm thrilled. I think, I think you're on the right track with helping a lot of people. I think the, uh, the book is a solid idea. Tell us a bit more about the, uh, the book and where you're going with both of them. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I have two books, the Young Adult Teen um, Stand Beautiful book and then the Children's Picture book. And both are called Stand Beautiful. They're available wherever books are sold or also on my website, standbeautiful.me where you can read more about my story. But the YA book is about my journey, what it was like being born with a severely deformed foot, having tons of operations, dealing with this idea of being different, and then being assaulted because of it. And kind of my journey through that, how I learned that society's labels of me don't have to define me and how I want to see myself as God sees me, which is beautiful. Awesome. Um, And then... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and then the children's picture book, like I said earlier, is more about differences, acknowledging them in ourselves and in each other. Awesome. And what we'll do is uh, we'll go ahead and uh, post those on social media so people can find them, okay? Perfect. You can tag me on Instagram and Facebook at I Stand Beautiful. You can also use hashtag I Stand Beautiful to share your own journey, how you are standing beautiful in your own life. That sounds awesome. Chloe Howard, author of Stand Beautiful, A Story of Brokenness, Beauty, and Embracing It All. Have a great day, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.